Welcome to What's Left, a weekly political discussion challenge in the mainstream left. I'm Eduardo Barca with co-host, teacher and socialist Andy Lipson, and community advocate Gemma Sotomayor. We're online at whatsleftpodcast.com. You can find that link to our site in the episode notes. You can also find our personal social media handles, well, mine, as at Don Eduardo Barca on Instagram. And uh, please subscribe, rate, review, turn on your notifications, and share your favorite episode wherever you found this episode. Thank you. All right, it's been a while. I'm trying to record. I have a, I promise I'll have a laptop by next week. So I'm using what I can right now. Mm. And I'm here in Bogota, uh, the capital of Colombia. And uh, so um, uh, it's, this, it's going to be December soon. So I'm very excited to see you both right now I, what, on what's left. Yeah, it's definitely good to have you back. Um, although I will say that that last episode that him and I recorded, um, made a big impact on a lot of the um, people who I know in my life who are, who uh, you know, pay pay attention to the show, including the my uh, well the coll- my colleague that I work with at, at work who listens to the show pretty religiously. He thought it was great. And in fact, he himself, as a teacher, has formed a similar relationship, not exactly with a student, but with um, you know, a younger person out of like very similar has a very similar kind of thing that he went through that you and I went through Emma. Um, so mm. I'm just really glad I, I kind of wanted to have this sort of episode again with Emma before we, we released Emma and Andy, but I'm, I'm glad it's out there. I, I just think that episode is awesome and it's got over a hundred views, which I'm really glad about um, <laughs> on YouTube. It's got more than others. Um, and uh, you know, just, it was great. So, but I'm glad to have you People back. Like, Yeah. Well, I I thought it was very intimate um, last week's episode, and I also uh, look forward to hearing and listening and watching the entire thing. I went part way, but um, I also think it was important to have like just the two of you for one episode on what's left. And you know our story yeah. too. I mean, it kind of evolved with you in there, right? So, <laughs> yeah. in the abuse this man put me through. <laughs> <laughs> We're a very intimate family here on what's left. <laughs> yeah. I do. I, I'm All right. more, I am more thinking of it as a family show and almost as much as, it a, is. as a political show. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's get started. So today's topic we had discussed uh, discussing spirituality. Um, it was one of those topics that we had on our list of possible topics for what's left and i know when i brought it up with you you were wondering what could we talk about uh regarding it and i said there's lots to discuss since you know you having been a staunch atheist back from when we started to 2023 and i actually have questions for him with regarding her spirituality and in just in general the discussion on spirituality what do we make of it in We've had Alison on before, and she's discussed about indigenous spirituality or their connection to the na- to the natural world. And we've had different people on this show regard um, scientists, you know, and and we've discussed matters of science. And Andy, you you are a doctorate, uh, PhD, and you come from a different background. And and I know Achim and I grew up in Latin America with different with those very strong Christian Christian Judeo values, but. I guess what do we make of it in in general, and 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 also to a greater extent, 
what do we think of it in regards to what we think of it politically, right? So um, that's today's topic. Did you want to add anything to it, Emma or Andy? Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, for me, this actually came as a result of um, an article. Well, I, I was already thinking about my own changes around religion and the way I think about it. I would agree with you. I would have described myself as a staunch atheist before and even like an atheist missionary and other, even before that person who was trying to convert people to atheism, if you will. Um, and now I would describe myself as an atheist by default, um, not staunch, but I've never known anything else. And that's what I am today. But, you know, I, I'm just sort of here because this is the land I've been living on. And I don't have any other I don't have any other spiritual land that I've ever been on. Um, but two things I think really have caused me to want to have this discussion. One was a article by Naomi Wolf. Uh, Naomi Wolf has, has uh, took a, a very strong position against the, the the COVID lockdown measures and around the censorship and you know talking about this new fascism rising. And I agree with her on all those concerns. Um, and one of the things that she wrote in an article maybe about three or four months ago was that she was she's Jewish, I believe. Um, and she's found recently that her religion and her belief in God has been, been much more animated, been much more like from the background to the foreground. Um, and largely on the basis of feeling like there's a just she now just sees evil in the world. You know, she didn't see that before. Um, and that was interesting. I, I have some thoughts about that, but I think that's going on. And, and, and I think it, it is going on because in my in my on the brother's side of my family, my brother, just like me, has been a staunch atheist and uh, and even an atheist missionary trying to convert people away from atheism earlier. So we he and I have been really aligned along those on, along that religious route. Of, we weren't raised with religion and we're just like, no, I, I don't believe in a God and I don't really see it. Um, uh, and questioning things. Both of us have, you know, have had a background in science and questioning from that lens. Um, and now he and his family have def definitely taken a dive into Christianity and like he's leading Bible study groups um, and and just, you know, talks about Jesus and God in his in his life. Um, and it's been a fairly abrupt, very quick uh, entry of this. And um, I thought it would be more jar jarring for me, um, but it wasn't. And in fact, I have to say the results of it are he's he seems more open to conversations about revolution, more open to conversations about changing the world. I'm not going to say it's just as a result that was happening because of what the COVID not the lockdowns and shit like that. Um, but I actually think it's, it has moved him more along the road of not accepting the way that the, the world that men have set up. And I'm saying humans, I should say. Um, and I, I'm not I'm not speaking like, oh, that's the road I see myself going down. But it's caused me to change, particularly as a Marxist, the, you know, who we often say opiate of the masses and as it, see religion as as many and there's something more to say about that even that quote from marx but we certainly would say god is a creation of man and was is used to help men understand the world it doesn't exist actually you know um and and actually even say that 
you large by and large a future revolutionary world is going to be one where that kind of spirituality it's not made illegal that that's bullshit but it's going to wither away like it won't be necessary it's not going to flourish under a truly free human society and i have questions about that now um and so i would have i believe that before now i'm not sh- I, I don't know if i believe that anymore um so that just led me to wanting to talk with you eduardo and then hema um you you know this was something that came up even before you joined us but i just thought it would be a good chance to i think this would be a good time to just talk about this um not about israel and it's not israel hamas or whatever Ju- judaism christianity islam that's not really what i'm thinking it's really just this is this, this shit is entering my life m- more shit but this stuff is entering my life more and i want and i want to think about why is that happening and what are my thoughts about it so it's a little long-winded, but that that this is an important discussion for me. I have a couple of things to say about that because my mom went through something very similar. And I think that that just also comes with the different stages in life. As you start to approach what we think is death, you start to think, well, what comes after that? Is there more? And religion oftentimes offers an alternative, offers an answer to that, right? I... I see spirituality and religion as two completely separate things. So for me, spirituality is my understanding of self and the role of myself in the universe around me, how I adapt to it, how I connect to it, how I respond to it, and how I control it. To me, that's spirituality. Um, Religion is my belief system. So that's what I believe. Now, a lot of people will argue that. If you're a spiritual person, you tend to not be religious because you don't necessarily believe in the dogma or in the religion as a as an institution. Um, you see nature a little bit more fluid. You see a deeper connection, which is what um, I think Allison was referring to as far as the natives, indigenous, their religion, their spirituality, connection to the world, right? Um, I was raised Catholic. Roman Catholic. I if when people ask me, I say that I'm Catholic. I do not practice Catholicism. I don't believe in the institution that is the church. I believe that that you know that that man has manipulated as they manipulate in man, I mean human beings, but mostly men in this case, have manipulated the religion and used it as a weapon against ourselves, against its own sheep per se. So I I don't, but that doesn't mean that I don't believe in God, that I don't believe in in the Mary and the saints and in the angels. I I, I do, but I I do make a distinct, I do make like a separation between the institution that is religion, my spiritual self, my sense of self and identity, and my belief system in Catholicism. Um, but I'm actually more interested in going back and forth with Eduardo because Eduardo, you had something similar to me, and you just completely walked away from it. And I tend to think that you're more now. My my sense of you is that you are more now what I would say spiritual, you know, which is you you have a connection, you meditate, you know, you do some inner search. But I don't believe that you're actually still tied to your religion. Well, let's see what we could. Well, yeah, I, 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 uh, 
mean, I, you know, growing up Latino and you have the Christian Judeo uh, sort of belief that you are raised with. So my my father's side, most of my family is all Catholic, and just the very small side of my family is uh, was is our Jehovah's Witnesses. And I was raised with the Catholic father, but not really a religious go go uh, to church kind of person, and with a very religious Jehovah's Witness mother. So I know both sides, but um, as I have shared in another episode, I'm not going to go into depth now. But people can look at the Jehovah's Witness episode that I uh, did on my own, and I I was raised 18 years as a Jehovah's Witness by my mother. And I still went and and visited my other side of my family, so I know a lot of the practices, Catholic uh, practices. But those those things have have not um, those that that religious belief, the the way that I was raised, uh, caused a lot of grief and a lot of uh, uh, suspicion over what I was taught, and so I don't think. I'll never go back to any religious institution. <laughs> but thank you, Kama, for saying what you said around spirituality and religion being like two separate things. That's what I also have adopted. I mean, you you seem to shake your head as well, nodding your head. I'm sorry, nodding your head, Andy, as well. So I think that we're all kind of in that same boat where we think that religion, spirituality, or how let you say it, Andy? Or you'll say it after. Uh, well, I, I believe the way that Hema just laid it out, but I don't, I don't believe in, I don't, when I say I don't believe it's, I don't know if God exists or does not exist. I don't know if that we had multiple lives. I don't know if there's an, and, um, I don't actually believe that there is a infierno, um, a hell. hell. Yeah. Thank you. And I was just discussing this topic with someone here. Uh, I don't think that God is that rule to to create some such a place for us to to go to if we behave awfully i just think we die uh i don't know i i I don't know if if there are ghosts if there are spirits if there are other souls i'm not sure i i don't know and you know the thing is about me i don't entertain it because i think a lot of questions exist but they don't actually always make sense so for example what color is what color is the air well, it's a question in English or a question in Spanish. You can say, you can form the question, but it doesn't actually always merit an answer because the question is just formulated, but it doesn't mean anything. If so, that's what I always think about these things. So when people say, um, oh, what was, be- what was before human earth or, or the, I mean, the, before the earth and humans and, and before our existence, what was it? I mean, the question can be formulated. I don't think it merits an answer. Uh, so there's a lot of questions that we pose, philosophical, spiritual, but I don't always entertain all of them because I don't think it matters. What matters is what we are doing to one another. That's what matters to me. So on this planet right here on Earth, a lot of people focus on the philosophical questions, but to me, what matters is what we're doing to one another and how we are treating one another. And that, to me, I think, are the the questions that we should be entertaining. What am I doing to better this world? Or what am I doing to help someone else? Or what am I doing to help my family? Or how can I become better? Or how do I self-develop to become the most uh, helpful or 
or or conscientious human possible. But I don't think that humans entertain those questions enough. And I think we entertain the questions on morality and what is right and wrong and not what we should be doing. So I was having a discussion today or two days ago, I forget when, but with someone who, a taxi driver, she, she here in Colombia, and I was talking uh, to my friend about, uh, we were discussing abortion. And, and, um, and then the taxi driver decided to chime in. And she said, it's morally wrong to, to abort. It's just morally wrong to abort. And I, and I, and I, and I hear that a lot from religious people, but I don't hear enough. Then what are they doing to contribute so that they can help other children or adopt children? Or, you know, like for me, I, 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 I don't plan to have children. I, I've already fostered um, uh, uh, former students of mine, and I plan to be that uncle to everyone else's children because I, I think I'd rather make a difference there in my friend's children's life than, or my nephew's life, for example, than have children of my own. And that's a separate discussion about children and, and overpopulation, and we'll have that discussion when it comes. But regarding um, what are we doing to better this world is the question I wish to entertain. And that, which, which is the question I think that matters for most, which I think matters for, for religious people, because I, I see a lot of religious people who are very spiritual and, and latigándose, how do you say this? Latigándose, like I see here in Colombia, oh, where... Oh, in a, oh, 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 oh. Is that the word? Oh, yes. You're muted, Andy. Uh, yeah. Self-flagellation? Yeah. Yeah. So I see lots of people in Latin America have, having lived in Latin America and have, right now I'm in Colombia, I've been in Mexico and my own country seeing this practice where people go and walk on their knees during certain holiday traditions or they go out and they, they floggle or however the word is. But I don't, I don't know how much are they conscientiously contributing to better this world that we live in. It's more of everything's in the future. I want to do well so that I can go to heaven or you know, at least, or, or to redeem some past, which I understand people want to redeem the past or something to find redemption, but I, but the redemption happens here in the present. And so I have gone through a long journey myself and I, I, I discovered meditation, um, uh, Vipassana meditation. So I meditate. And one thing that I, I love about meditation and, and my practice which is a Buddhist tradition, uh, is about focusing more on the now than on the past and the future. So that's what I, I think I, I don't want to go into too much right now unless anyone else has questions about it. But uh, but that's what I that's how I see this this play out. And of course I feel philosophically inclined to think about the wonders of the world or to think about how did we come about or you know, there are things that feel suddenly this thing. I like I was in Cartagena in the 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 very coast of of Colombia and I went to a lagoon and there was all this plankton and we were in this boat that I had gone in and it was very dark and there's this plankton at night that when you touch it all the shines blue, you know, and I jumped into the water with with my friend and everything is just like avatar looking like like 
it's so magical. And you think sometimes, how do these things, like you feel so connected to the world and to the stars and everything is so beautiful, you know? And, and of course, something sparked inside me to feel connected to this planet and to feel connected to the humans that I was with, my friends, and and to feel just awed in awed by the beauty and the magnificence of how our planet is, you know, and I was bathed in plankton, I was blue and 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 it just to me it brings out that part of like how we're so much more than just, you know, our lives trying to make money and live and everything, you know. But so I'm not trying to dis dismiss that there is this other side that I know exists for us. Yeah. So I have a couple of things, but I actually want to get back to Lipson because I, Lipson, you seem to be a little bit, I don't know if you're coming to terms or trying to identify or where do you feel, yeah. where do you fall on that? Right. Cause you, you're clearly an atheist when it comes to religion, but how would you define yourself spirituality after kind of hearing Eduardo yeah. and I? Well, first off, um, I, you, you, you said a very provocative thing when you said, I see, you see religion separate from spirituality and Eduardo agreed with you. When I was nodding my head, I was nodding my head because I understood what you were saying, Eduardo. I don't think it was the mm. same agreement. Um, oh, I see. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was like, wait, wait, wait. no, no, no. Um, and I want to be clear. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, that's okay. But I want to be clear. When I say I don't agree, I would, I, what I'm going to say is this, is I don't experience it that way. So it's like, how does an atheist weigh in on such a thing as religion and spirituality? And then I'm kind of thinking along two lines. First off, and I'm hoping my brother ends up listening. I'm probably going to ask him to listen to the episode. So I'm going to say some things that I'm going to speak for my brother, if you will, based on what I'm here. I would suspect, just like myself, that my brother, who is a Christian, would not think that religion and spirituality are separate. That actually he'd say, no, you integrate those sorts of things. That's my sense. because, And I can't really use Christianity, but I think I can use Marxism. And then they're going to be Marxists when, when they say that, wait, Marx isn't a religion. Marxism isn't a religion. I agree with you. It's not a religion. But it, it's, it's an ideology that frames the way I look at the world. And actually, it, it, it has worked for me because it has become integrated with myself and the way, the way I experience me. Like, I actually think my counseling was so successful in large part, well, in a piece because I was serious about approaching my Marxism and approaching how the world is constructed and trying to be honest about it. And that required a level of honesty in dealing with myself. So for me, I don't expect, I, I would tend to think that religion and spirituality would want, you, you'd want to, they want to come to the same base place. Like they would inter integrate with each other, not to see them as separate. And I'm not telling you, Hema, that you're wrong or Eduardo, you're wrong. I'm just saying it doesn't feel it. So please, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? I do. So if, if I can just interject there, oh, no, yeah. finish up. No, no, finish. And then I'll, I'll come back. Um, and maybe it's, maybe that's what, the first thing I wanted to say, which is that the, so those things, those things seem, if I, I imagine my brother saying no religion and spirituality, and that's how he, I perceive him that way. His, his study groups and his all is lining up. And actually, the approach is the same way. Because, like, um, 
when I, and it was interesting, Eduardo, you talked about people who like do religion in a particular way. And you're like, wait, that's kind of like lame and critical of, of them. And I get it. But I also, as a Marxist, I'm, I'm not going to be able to evaluate a religion based in many ways on the actions of most of its followers. Because if you did that with Marxism, Marxism is trash, right? You know, if you evaluated Marxism based on the actual actions of 999 of the Marxists and not say one, then you, you just throw Marxism in the trash. You just dump it because it's trash. It turns you into a crap. You won't, you won't do struggle and your mind is going to be fucked with tell me what to do. That's, that's really what Marxists have become. Please somebody tell me what to do. And please, somebody in power, tell me what to do. So if so, I, I'm very comfortable in that, or, I, or I'm really accepting. None of these things can be evaluated on the basis of what I see people doing that who I don't know. I'm going to be using people who are in my life. And right now, it's probably my brother as really evaluating what, what is this thing about? Because I see him pursuing his Christianity in the same with the same seriousness and the same integratedness self and world that I'm Marxism. And I see him throwing the same questions out. Like the questions he, like there are questions I'm throwing out about Marxism that I'm like, okay, that's what I got to do. I actually feel being an honest Marxism makes me do that. And it seems to be, he's having a similar approach in Christianity. So that's the first thing I'll say is I'm making a guess, but that's how it appears to me with, with him. Um, and so that's why I didn't, I don't think I relate to that notion of those being separated. So what I would say is I would define you as a very sp spiritual person. Lipson. So even though you don't believe in a specific dogma, you don't believe in an institution that is religion, the fact that you can question the fact that you. So I would define the current spiritual people that are considered some spiritual as the Roman philosophers, people that would think people that would question people that would again see what is our place to Eduardo's point. How can I make this world better? What? What reaction is my action going to have? Is this going to be a positive move? You do that. Whether you're thinking about Marxism, whether you're thinking about religion, you are think you're asking yourself these questions. You are being critical of one, even Marxism itself, right? Does this work? Is this the right thing around the whole COVID narrative? Is does this make sense? You're questioning. You're questioning. How do I feel about it? Do am I comfortable with that? What are the consequences of me speaking up against it? What is implication is this going to be for my job? These are questions that spiritual people tend to ask. They don't just go with the flow. They question things. Now, this sound, this is, again, I was raised Roman Catholic. This is going to sound so hypocritical against my whole religion background, my religious background. However, I feel that religion was set up as a spirituality for dummies. You don't know where to start. Let me put you on a path, on a guide to how to get there. Because religion tries to do that. Religion tries to tell you what to do to be a good person, what role you play in this planet, how you should react or how you should engage with your peers, with your community, with God, right? With the all-powerful being. However, the problem is that most people, in my opinion, just take the word for it and just follow blindly and they don't practice in the spirituality that is supposed to be religion, which is really, think about it. Jesus was the biggest revolutionary of our time across all books. And do you really think, I mean, you could argue that, well, he, he's the son of God, right? He knew. Okay. So 
But if you take it as a man, because he also was a man, and even around his disciples, they had to question. They had to question the status quo. They had to question what they had been taught, what they had been indoctrinated into. And that's what made it so revolutionary. So it is a way to get you into spirituality. My problem with saying that religion is spiritual, religion it can be spiritual in essence. However, most religious people are not spiritual people. Most religious people follow what the Bible or the book tells them, what their priest or pastor, they don't question it because they're told don't question it because the institution that is religion tells you don't question, follow blindly. Just have faith. Have faith that this is the way to go. And to me, that's a problem because that's how you've gotten a lot of these um very extremist religious folks do horrible things like people have gone to war for religion people have died needlessly the the church just the history of the catholic church and all the bloodshed and it wasn't in the name of god although they said that it was in the name of god so that's where i see problem in you not being being willing to question that you following blindly i don't think your brother is doing that again there's there's a difference right but that's why I think people get it so mixed. Like people see them. Oh, if you're spirit, if you're religious, you're spiritual. If you're spiritual, you're religious. And not necessarily. Would you consider someone? Well, I guess you could. Although I don't know that Native Americans consider themselves religious. I don't think that that's how they would identify themselves. And they're very spiritual beings. But I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, go ahead, Eduardo. Go ahead. Um, I guess I would say that, um, I, first of all, I don't, I'm not, I'm not willing to say that people are just, uh, blind followers or of course, that, I mean, that's been our complaint. Like, oh my gosh, here go pe people like going for this COVID thing or people going for the censorship thing. But <clears throat> well, I guess what I mean to say is I don't, it's, it's not, a, it, I do believe it's more complicated than what are, what's up with people like, a, you know, why are people just following? I feel like people are in fear. People are, are, have power. There are institutions which have power over them and they are, they are hopeful that those that are there to take care of them and are, have been told that they are there to take care of them. And they're kind of hoping that's the case. Um, and it, <clears throat> and it, it takes a lot to break people from that. Um, and People can break from one thing and they get rejoined by institution again. That's across the board. Um, and so I will say, though, that in, in evaluating this question of spirituality and religion, and what I, I don't want to think about it through the lens, or rather it's not as meaningful to me to think about it through the lens of people who are like, well, look at that dummy over there, if you will. It, it's more meaningful for me to think about what's this really about? Is this... is where because so again, I come from a Marxist background of atheism, and that this that religion and even, maybe even spirituality, maybe I don't know, might wither away. You know, um, although that, that, I don't know, I don't think we ever talked about spirituality. We just talked about religion ultimately. Uh, but I currently I don't separate spirit and religion. I don't. Um, I think that they they are they have a separate sphere, but they they come together in a place, at least for me. So. What comes up for me is the is a question of what is my so that's one thing which is I want to evaluate these things not on the basis of some schmo but on the basis of people who are practicing these things and what would these look like if we were truly free what what would these things be 
if people were left free of all our fear of institutions and were imposed on them, what would we do? What would we be like these indigenous folks? Because it apparently believing in something other than what you can touch, taste, and smell and hear ha- has a feature across humanity, you know? And, and atheists and Marxists are materialists and basically say, look, that, I'm sorry, you, you can't go outside of those bounds of what you taste, you, what you can test, test with your five senses. Um, and I definitely have a question about that. I definitely have a question about science that's only bound by that. And, and Marxism, Marxism is one of those sciences, actually, bound by materialism of that sort. Um, and I guess I'll say a, a, another question that comes up for me in this is, I do believe my relationship to faith has changed. So I'm, not, I'm still an atheist, but my relationship to faith has changed. I used to, I used to think of people who believed in a religion and who might call themselves spiritual as practicing a faith things they just believed in they couldn't see or and and I didn't have it but I have seen now when all these things have been brought from my eyes around marxism around uh the the institution around the socialist organizations I was in I and science I saw that I also have faith and and that faith was tested and broken and do I know do I not have faith now I think I still do but I think I'm. It's, it's become more centered around things like what's in me, my human connection to people, like you, Hema, and you, Eduardo. Beyond that, I don't know. Like the only thing I think I ultimately have faith in now are those feelings of connection, of love, trust, you know, things like that. Everything else is up for grabs. So I, I maybe I open up another question, but that that's a. That's an area that has changed for me, that word faith. Well, what are you going to say in response to Andy? I I think that without without sounding um, mean, (laughs) I, I think that right now, because you're seeing them one and the same, it's going to be very difficult to separate them unless you practice. Like if I had you and I asked you to consciously meditate and then you asked me, well, what am I meditating? What exactly am I trying to get to? And then you go through this. So, okay. For example, because it comes to mind, Jared Leto, who goes on these crazy retreats, he has his own little cult thing going on. But people go to these things wanting to reach a higher level of being. And it's not tied to religion. It's tied to understand understanding your place, understanding, being more connected to yourself, being more connected if you want to your soul. But it's not tied to religion. That would be another way that I would explain. And, and if you don't experience something like that, it's going to be difficult. I've had experiences of that nature, not because I sought them. But because of the chaos and where I was mentally and emotionally, it forced me to go into a place like that. Otherwise, you know, I probably wouldn't be here with you guys right now. So I can distinguish that because I had a similar experience. And and maybe that's where for you, because you haven't found yourself or you don't maybe interact with a lot of folks that have that way of life. It just it doesn't. It doesn't connect. 
um, I don't know, you know, I don't blame you for it. I, I think it makes total sense. I still think that you're very spiritual, but I don't know on my definition, I guess. I'm not the expert. I didn't write the, I didn't wrote the book on this. <laughs> Eduardo, you're, you're our, our specialist in, the, in what, this area. What I don't like is it's supposed to be atheists, atheists who look down on the religious people. And now the religious people are looking down on my, on, on my atheism. That's right. That's Man, right. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not advocating for you when I get to St. Peter. <laughs> um, I will say, like, for me, I, I think that some... I think that people who are religious can be spiritual. But I always have, just like we are suspicions or we have our reserves around what is being shared through mainstream media, as we've discussed many times regarding the wars in, with the war in Ukraine or what's happening in the world in general. I think I always have my suspicions always around any religious institution trying to bring about peace or trying to share spirituality or trying to give people give people an, a way of like I like even Pope Francis as, as much as he's has charisma and as much as he is the new light or the new way of being of how we should act in the world and he gives I have my suspicions around him and my suspicions around the Catholic Church and my suspicions around the religious Jehovah's Witnesses and but I don't have my suspicions around people's honest faith and if your brother has honest faith I trust him if if people in my in my realm in my community share with me their religious beliefs the people i know share with me their religious beliefs i trust them i trust their faith i trust their sincerity and i don't doubt people's sincerity i doubt the source or their or their cho sometimes their choices in deciding to give all of their being to a religious institution if they are asking for it or to ask them to stop talking to certain people because we're not practicing the same religion. I I don't have any, any, I have a lot of qualms around people who are trying to govern in the name of God, in the name of Allah or in the name of Jehovah or in the name of, Jesus or in the name of whatever or the prophet or Muhammad and you know I just have I have my suspicions around people who are trying to share the the Krishna values or trying to share Shiva I just don't trust anybody tr giving us the way or the this is the, the the way even in my Buddhist tradition like practice I don't trust people trying to give me or certain people trying to um, be this, like, um, what do you call it? Like, um, you know, like religious leaders, like even just spiritual leaders. I don't trust spiritual leaders. I get weary of people who are, to, I've been there, done that already, you know. But I trust people's faith. So I trust your faith. I trust people's religious desire to be in line with something greater than themselves. And I do trust that. Uh, so for me, that I don't want to dismiss any of that for people who are listening, that I do think religious people can be spiritual. Uh, but religion, like I said, and spirituality don't have to be one and the same and are not to me in my in my point of view. Uh, and so I think I just want to clear that out, clear that. Uh, and I will over it. I, I will emphasize once again, the questions I wish to entertain are more about today than about our future 
And that's what I was raised with. You know, it was always in my my upbringing, it was about what are we doing so that we can live in paradise. It was always about that future. And it was never about here and now. And no one cared in my community about the here and now, what's going on in the world. Because it was about, oh, this world's going to end anyhow. And to me, it's like, oh my goodness, this is the world we've got. This is the planet we have. This is the people we've got. This is society we have to take care of. This are, you know, and then I get very upset and dismayed with so many religious people in the world or so many people who have religious or or beliefs in God, wherever their God happens to be, whatever continent it happens to be, whether they believe in Buddha, or they believe in Allah, or they believe in Muhammad, or they believe in Shiva or Krishna or the Jujuba under the bridge, whatever it is, it's like whatever their belief is, I don't see them compassion or the empathy to do more in the world and that that sometimes upsets me um and when i say that i I think maybe i'm judging too hard but i i i have more respect i think and this is where you know even though i'm not i have always suspicions around people who are trying to do well in the world with the bible and teaching people how to read but if what you shared with me, Andy, about your brother going out to what was it, a prison or a jail? Yeah. To me, that that that's something that matters to me. So if 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 religion does that, that's that, or 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 people who are religious, I'd rather say, do that sort of service to the world. That's fine by me. That that's something that's meaningful to me, you know. Or if there are Buddhist monasteries out there with orphanages and helping people and bringing kids, you know, out from the streets and into a safety space, then that, that's important to me. Or if, you know, there are, um, what do you call it, um, sort of like food banks that are run by religious people, you know, that, that they're doing service out there. That, that to me is powerful. I don't know if just praying and wishing helps. I, to me, I'm sorry if that offends anybody, but to me that doesn't, do anything for me and i don't know if send my prayers does anything i don't see it and i don't know how it works so forgive me if anyone hears that from in the audience but to me that doesn't i don't see that as an action if it means something inside for you and it motivates you to do something afterwards sure then yeah right like I, I every night I meditate and then I say something along the lines of, you know, may every being be happy. And I say that because I hope people relieve themselves out of their suffering. But I'm not just sitting around and just hoping that happens. I, I'm doing something about it. You know, I here in Colombia or whether I'm in Mexico or with my family or my community or in my activism or in my community, wherever it is, you know, I, I hope that it's beyond just words. So that's how I, I think about these things. Um, I used to say I was atheist, <laughs> but uh, I, but I, I I have stopped saying that because I think it's more embracing when I hear people's background and their spiritual paths to to more to accept um, other people's way of their their choice the choice of their their path. Uh, it's just the hypocrisy that gets to me. You know, it's a hypocrisia that really gets to me when people say one thing and do another. And that has always gotten really the, 
that that really um it uh como se dice it, it uh, me dispara me me it um triggers you triggers yeah the gracias uh -huh, that triggers me it triggers me because it has that that feel from the past from my past where people were imposing their 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 religious ways or their morality onto me um so I'll stop there if you both have any comments about what I have said. That's why I, I turned my back on the, in, in the institution that is the church, not against the religion, but against the institution, because I saw the same kind of things that you were saying that you're talking about where, you know, you would preach, they would give you the sermon, they would expect you to do something, but they lived their lives completely separate. They had this facade of, I am the all-knowing, you listen to me, and I, I know what's best because I am the word of God, but are you really? Like, not that he, they're the word of God, but that they know, that they communicate with, them, right? Um, it's interesting because when you talk about war and our actions and what we're doing, did you, do you, have you guys ever heard of a guy named Alan Watts? No. No? Of course you would, Edu. <laughs> so one of the things that stuck out to me that he had said was how, depending on the lens, the magnification of the lens that you're looking at something depends on what you understand from it. So if you look at a picture, right, from this distance, then you see an image. But if you get a magnifying glass and you just put it on, let's say, an eye, then you'd see something completely different. And it just got to think where our view, the lens that we're seeing it, even in our bodies, think of all the, the bacteria and the blood and your systems and your organs and how they're working and how it really is like a, a mini universe inside of our body. And then if you look even bigger out to the bigger cosmos and it's the same thing of where you're magnifying it and that kind of gives you a bigger perspective on life and on, on what's happening and the role that you play in it. And I, I feel that most people get stuck in the me, in my organism, and don't see outside of that. They don't see the lens. Everything is, why has this happened to me? You know, oh, I got fired. It's not, these were my actions that led to me losing my job. Um, I, I got beat up or whatever you want to say. It's just, for some reason, people tend to see the world as reactive as these things are happening to me. They're not seeing it as what can I do? So to Eduardo's point, right now, a lot of people are losing their homes. A lot of people are living on credit card debt. The cost of living is ridiculously high. And people are saying, blaming the world for this happening to them instead of saying, well, what could I do? What can I do around my community? What, can, what action can we take? And it's because we're so disconnected from each other. We see other people as just part of the world that's reacting on us and not us together, us kind of feeding off of each other, you know? And, and I don't think that that's on accident. I, I do think that it religious institutions have made that by they're wrong. You know, the Muslims are our enemy. The Jews are our enemy. Like, in the institution that is the church or that it is religion has separated us. Then when you wanted to have all well, separation of state and religion, then the state did that to us. The state separated us. 
everything, in my opinion, that has been institutionalized has made, has been set up for the separation of us as an individual and the world around us to where we're not connected to, where the spirituality that, again, Allison goes back to the natives and that I tend to see as, as my family and as you guys is, no, we are in this together. We, we live in a world together. We respond to it together. We act on it together. And that leads us back to the spirituality of it is understanding you're not a separate, complete separate entity. You, you know, the same way that a fungus reacts or that allows the trees to communicate with each other. So do we, we're part of a system that we're connected in our energy when we die. I, I don't think that we just die. I, I like to think that, you know, I jokingly say I will be in St. Peter's Gate and I will account for all of my sins or all of my actions. But even if that's not the case, I still believe that I will be the energy that will feed back into this world and hopefully something great will come out of it. You know, a nurturing tree that someday a kid will play out of. I don't know. Um, but that's to what, what Eduardo says is I don't think you should focus on so much what the religious people say versus what they do. They're on another boat. I, I think they've drank the Kool-Aid, most of those people. Um, most of the people that understand that they form part of a community and they form part of a family and form part of the world are either not believers or something like me, where I believe, I believe in God. I, I do, I speak to God. You know, I don't want people to think that I, I don't. I absolutely do something great happens to me. Oh my God. I probably thank God like 10 times a day for an entire month, every single day, just thanking them that something great happened to me. Something bad happens to me. I, I don't tend to really talk to God. That's where I use my spirituality to kind of go back in and say, why did this happen? What could I have done differently? What can I do now to take control of it? And what can I do now to make it better? So but yeah, I wouldn't get mad at the religious folks. I just, I, I I tend to stay away from them. I just don't engage in conversation. Not people like Joe. There's a difference because I think Joe is not, I, you know, while I know you started the conversation with Joe, I, I actually don't think that Joe is a representation of this because Joe came from the outside because Joe adopted it. Joe wasn't like. Brought... Joe is Andy's brother, Sorry. Yeah, by the way. Yeah. Unlike maybe Eduardo and I, that we were raised and grow and grew up on, and this is like no, this is the thing. The, the, there's no other answer. There is no other question. You do not. This is the way. And if you don't follow this way, then you're a bad person. You're gonna go, in my case, to hell. Right? Your brother wasn't that case. Your brother did critical thinking, and through his life experiences, he came to it, which I think allows for him to have more of a spiritual, more of an analytical aspect to it. Um, yeah, which is probably why you identify more. Maybe. I mean, that, this one. So, well, first off, where, where I definitely agree is, and you brought up a new thing, these institutions, right? Because you brought up religion and spirituality and then the institutions. I think we are all in agreement. The institutions, there's nothing there. There's there's nothing worth, like, those are those are not just corrupt. They are, they are mechanisms of control, and they're going to, they're going to have to go. Um, and I, I guess some people would say, well, those institutions produced that religion. And so that is also got to go. Maybe, maybe somebody might say that, but I am speaking of an ideology separate from the institution. And can you, can you, can you take something from that ideology and still extract something that's going to be liberating for us? And 
again, this is unfortunate. I'm going to be using my brother so much in this conversation. One of the features that has come up for, it used to be in our conversations that he would l listen to me talk about the working class. And on the and and Eduardo knows that I've been open borders for quite some time as a result of, of Marxism, by Marxism. And that has led me to meet people and think about these things and be, and be more critical of the idea of who my enemy is. And, you know, if I have to be frightened of somebody and, and one of those areas is bound things like the border, like people coming across borders. And, um, and so I, I, he always would say, you're pie in the sky. You just think people are going to unite. And he would be kind of skeptical of that, very cynical of that, of that possibility, which you could make a lot of money being cynical of people coming about the idea of people coming together, right? Because we've had a tough time doing that. Um, but, but, and I also think you said that those institutions, and you talk about religion, I mean, in, in the church, but it's true of all the institutions from state to church are really institutions of division. They are there to create division and, and, and exacerbate it among the people that it, we're they're trying to control us. Well, now, since he has gone on this journey, he is much, he's, he's now, if you will, to my left. He is now one where he's often saying, Andy, I hear you saying that, but it's, it, it, that sounds kind of cynical, like in terms of me getting frustrated with people and da, da 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 He's like, I think people are not as simple as that. You know, I think there's something there, there. And whether I'm talking about Democrats, who I think are chumps, Republicans, who I think are chumps, or whoever, you know, some, you know, people, we're all getting played many, so many different ways. But he's often talking about the, 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 the areas where people are starting to either wake up or cracks are appearing, speaking from the vantage point of, no, my belief in my, in my faith and, my, and, and his belief in Christianity, just feel, for him, I can sense, he just thinks people are going to come together as a result of that. Now, he thinks it's, he would call of it through Christ, but if you happen to get to Christ through Buddha, cool. You know, that, that, I think that's how he looks at it. You know, it, that, he just puts it, that, that label to Christ. And, and I would have said, no, you can't do it through religion. You, would, you need to do it through actually a political understanding of the, we are workers, we're the working class. This is what binds us and things like that. So I still think has, has done some good and has, and has merit to it. But I also think in, in watching his journey, I, I wonder if, so the, the parts of spirituality or religion, if we're going to, that are meaningful to me, are the parts that are about overcoming division, and and even to the point of saying those fools who practice it that way, those are those are words of division in many ways. Um, I'm not saying it's there's not some truth in it, but they but they tend to, they tend to lead us towards a static way of looking at things, and that's why I'm I'm kind of balking at at that kind of language in this discussion, not. I've complained as much as anyone bitterly about liberals, bitterly about Democrats. But at the end of the day, I don't know how helpful that is for the understanding that ultimately I'm going to need all those folks and, and, and want to give them every chance to come on board for what we will have to do together to make this world different. Um, and that's what comes to mind as I listen to you, Emma. So I'll just leave it at that. No, but we're on the same page. Again, that's why I, I, I'm trying and I'm sorry if I wasn't clear, but there's the institution that is the church that I don't practice, I don't follow, I don't do. There is the religion, which is that part that Joe is in, and I and I agree. 
if you actually read the Bible, if you read the Quran, the Quran is so beautiful. I've only read a couple of experts and they've been translated, but it's so beautiful. And the books really preach love. Take care of your your neighbor, you know, treat what people with respect and with love. That's not what the institutions tell us, right? Well, yeah. But that part to me, no, I would agree with Joe, which is why, again, I am religious. I do have faith. I do believe. But then there's also the spiritual aspect of it, which is you also have to question, right? Because if I'm a Catholic, then why am I even bothering reading the Quran? Why do I bother understanding about Judaism, you know, or Buddhism? Why? If I'm, because that's my spiritual aspect. That's my questioning, seeing what else is out there, seeing what else can unite. And I, I do, I do believe that you do need to be connected with people and regardless of their belief system. At the end of the day, we're all people and we all want a good life. We all want to feel loved. We all want to be happiness. And I think, I don't know about all religions. I haven't studied all religions. I, I don't, I wouldn't pretend to know, but I would assume that that is one big focus for everyone is ultimately being happy and feeling loved. So. And then Eduardo changing the world here, one community guarding at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I am participating here in a, at a community garden here in Bogota. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> the little things out here. <laughs> I think that was a good place for us to find a way to wrap this up. And then I think that what matters is what we, you know, we, how connected we are. I mean, you put it, I don't want to repeat what you're saying, Hannah, but, and but I'll, you said I'll, it. I'll add one thing which is there's some people I'm thinking about during this conversation. Uh, James Deschenay, um, who's, who is a practicing Catholic. Yeah. Can't stand the current Pope. It's more like the old school Popes. Um, I think of, of Jake uh, Kleizek, right? Who I know is mm. Christian. And people are going to wonder like, well, why didn't, why wasn't Joe on this episode? I don't, I don't think he would agree to do it, but uh, I do. Somebody think heard Eduardo and I know. Yeah. But <laughs> Um, I do think that I kind of think if these folks hear this episode and want to revisit some of these questions, I would want to do that with them. Um, sure. Particularly Try James. A, yeah. Um, I just want to put that out. Um, I, I don't know if there's other people you're thinking of, Eduardo, that we've had in the episode, but those are the two that come to mind, including my brother. <laughs> I'd say I'm probably going to check with him and be like, I'll come back and correct the record of, of whether I represented what he believes right. So we'll see. <laughs> but it's our right. interpretations of it all too right well i mean i think this is a good place for us to wrap up mm -hmm. yeah I, I just i don't think i just want to take this little circle you know go around and i'm i'm glad we <laughs> talked about it because it's not like we figured shit out but i'm glad we <laughs> you're never like that's the whole thing about this like that's yeah. you're never going to figure this out Yep. Right. We're never going to have the answer to can we can we scientifically prove that there is God? Mm -hmm. Good luck. Yeah, this is a this this topic, I think, will be an ongoing episode topic that we'll have, I think, with different invitees. We'll see how it goes. That's what I think. And I, I hope so, it will well. be. Can we wait but, till uh, my Catholic, my Catholic wedding? Because I'm I'm afraid now that they're gonna <laughs> reach the Vatican and withdraw my. <laughs> oh my goodness! 
right. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Um, What's Left is a weekly political podcast slash channel challenge in the mainstream lab. We post information about our, about our topics and our guests from the opposite notes. Where we found this episode or on our blog at whatsleftpodcast.com. You can find that episode um, or any of our episodes to this podcast slash channel there. And connect with us. I remind folks, if you like anything you've heard, please subscribe, rate, um, review, turn on your notification to any of our platforms on Spotify, iTunes Podcast, Google Play, BitChute, Odyssey, YouTube, Rumble, or Telegram. And you can find our blog and any of those links in the episode notes wherever you found this episode. Um, if you would like to give us feedback about something you've heard or suggest something for us to cover, contact us through our blog. I'm Eduardo Barca with co-host uh, Gemma Sotomayor <laughs> and Andy Livson. And my personal social media, social media handle is at Don Eduardo, Don Eduardo Barca at, um, on Instagram. Don Eduardo Barca on Instagram. Sorry. It's been a while since I've spoken in English. It's been so long. <laughs> And I feel like I have marbles in my mouth. Yeah. All right, thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone. Ciao. Ciao. Wrap up here, and I and I look forward to another discussion on spirituality. Um, I hope I did not what I wanted to end with. Actually, what was on my mind. I hope I didn't offend anybody on the audience when I said that I, prayers and and good wishes i hope that doesn't i don't know we'll cut this out but i i was feeling a little bit hesitant towards the end about me having said that i don't think it doesn't mean anything for anybody i just see it as okay this and action no like yeah. i hope that you'll, made sense. you'll get a chance to edit this and you'll decide whether you didn't like it whether you i thought it was fine yeah. but you no, it's in the context that you were saying it you never said people that pray are stupid you were just saying it was in the context yeah. And it's, you're asking for action. I hope yeah. it was just—it was just implied that they were stupid. So don't worry about it. No, no, no. Isn't Andy, every no. comment he makes implied though that like that is true? <laughs> that is true. Most of everything Eduardo says implies that everybody other than Eduardo no. is stupid. Because they know what the heck's going on. <laughs> <laughs>